In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good morning, everyone. It's Election Day Tuesday. Polls are opening up at 7 o'clock this morning. Welcome to KXAN News Today. I'm Sally Ethnandis. And I'm Tom Miller. So far, less than 8% of Travis County registered voters have cast a ballot. Travis County Clerk says more than 70,000 people have voted. More than 3,000 coming from mail-in ballots, 30 limited ballots. Based on the number of registered voters in the county, it equals out to just 7.9% of voters in Travis County. Early voters showed up to the polls here in Texas, and they'll get to vote on 14 proposed amendments when you go to the polls today for the state constitution. From lowering property taxes to increasing the mandatory retirement age for state judges and justices. Check out the voter guide that we have for you on our website, kxan.com. has everything you need to know in order to be prepared when you cast your ballot. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good Tuesday morning to you. We start with Live Lake outside. This is up in North Austin, R&D domain. Camera nice and quiet. So some cloud cover possible this morning. Not seeing any major issues with fog. We'll take that as wind. Temperatures in the 50s and 60s, just a little bit warmer than what we had yesterday in most areas. Currently sitting at 65 in Austin, 66 Bastrop, 65 in Georgetown. For perspective, these temperatures in the morning should be in the low 50s this time of year, but we're warming well above average in the overnights and even in the afternoons too. Compared to yesterday, a little cooler in the northwest, but most of us about one to two degrees on either side of where we were to start our Monday. Your Tuesday afternoon is going to look and feel similar to what we had yesterday. The only difference is being maybe a few more peaks of sunshine and temperatures just a few degrees warmer. 84, the forecast high here in Austin. So parents, wherever you are here in Central Texas, getting the kids ready for school, leave the rain gear at home and you should be fine without the jacket too. We're walking out to the lower 70s, round drop-off picking up again with temperatures well into the 80s. As far as the rain goes, nothing today, nothing tomorrow, but big changes on the way. Thursday, Friday, into the weekend, we've got rain to track, and I've got more details on that coming up in your first warning forecast. Thank you so much, Kristen. The voters of Uvalde have a big decision on their hands today. The city will elect a new mayor. The 2022 Robb Elementary School shooting is shaping this race. Then Mayor John McLaughlin announced his resignation to run for a seat in the Texas House. One of those running to replace him is Kimberly Matarubio. She lost her daughter, Lexi, at Robb Elementary. 19 students and two teachers died in that attack. Uvalde Consolidated ISD teacher Veronica Martinez is also running. As Lexi's mom, yes, I'm still pursuing, you know, raising the age from 18 to 21 at the state level. We're preparing for the next session already. And federal level, we're still trying to ban a complete ban on assault weapons. So I'm never stopping as her mom, as an advocate. But as running for mayor, I really, my main focus is bringing the community back together because we cannot move forward, we cannot see progress until we're on the same page. We are divided right now. Um, you, can, you can see it, you can sense it. Um, my thoughts, just like everyone else, you know, we want to heal, we want to move forward. Um, how we come together is what's going to really matter. We need a change, and if given that opportunity, I hope to be that change. Former Uvalde Mayor Cody Smith is also running. On a recent radio show, he advocated for helping residents regain their footing without directly mentioning the shooting. He spoke proudly of his son, a member of the Uvalde High School football team, who was picked to wear number 21 in remembrance of the number of victims that day. 
In news overseas, Israel says its troops reached Gaza's coastline. It split the enclave in two between North and South Gaza, all part of its ground operation against Hamas. NBC News security analyst Clint Watts breaks down the strategy behind the positions and what lies ahead with a full ground invasion of Gaza City. This area here, all the way through the middle, all the way through this section and right along here, this is all major built up area. This is more vertical than it is even horizontal. I mean, it's many stories high, oftentimes been ravaged now by airstrikes, which means some of the tunnels may be collapsed or broken down. The Israeli Defense Forces will say that those airstrikes are going after the underground command centers and tunnels of Hamas. Even when they get here, it is going to be very slow go. And in warfare, when you're going into urban combat, urban terrain like this, the pace is probably 25, maybe 20% what it would be in open ground. So it's going to be many days, weeks, and months before they even clear what is now Gaza City. This morning, investigators are still trying to figure out what happened after a fire broke out at a building on Austin's Guadalupe Street last night. You see here some of that response. The Austin Fire Department saying they found this guy inside. Crews rescuing a dog and they were able to reunite it with its owner. AFD responding to that fire near Martin Luther King Boulevard just before six last night. Firefighters found smoke and flames coming from a third floor balcony. They believe it's an abandoned building. Crews say only the dog was in the building at the time. The consequences people could face if they falsify label their pet as a service animal. As the fall and winter illness season starts to ramp up, the important vaccine the doctors say they don't have enough of. Good morning. There's a new state law that is taking aim at people who falsely represent their pets as service animals. Yeah, well, Austin is a dog-friendly city. We know that. We also know pups are not allowed everywhere. Nabil Ramadna shows us the fines that you could face and why it could have a negative impact on those who rely on service dogs. Listening to every command Let's go. is crucial for a service dog. Just ask Donnie Castro Conde. Good boy. Dog training elite and his service dog, Duke. Come. His job is to train service dogs that will one day help people perform everyday tasks, like picking up objects, opening doors, or retrieving medicine. But there's a growing problem. And we get more false identification than we do true identification. Some people are calling their pets service animals. That false identification is absolutely illegal. A service animal is defined as a dog that has been trained to perform tasks for an individual with a disability. I, I know that it has become a problem for those people that really need their service animals to help them get, a, get around. In September, though, a new law went into effect. Representative Vicki Goodwin helped with the process. The fine for false representation now moves from $300 to $1,000, and you could face 30 hours of community service. And they do provide a very valuable service, but they can be interrupted by other pets that aren't trained. It could be difficult to enforce, though. We have to trust that that person saying that they've had a trained service dog is being honest. You can't ask for proof. You can't ask them to show you their tasks. You can't ask for what disability that person has. Castro Conde says interactions between service animals and pets can be detrimental for those who rely on them. When you do have that distraction from the public, it makes the handler's job much more difficult to maintain their dog's attention on them for that disability. Duke, load up. 
That's why educating the public will remain a top priority for Castro Conde and Duke, of course. Good boy. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. According to the American Disability Act, a business can ask someone to remove their service dog if it's not housebroken or the owner cannot get the dog under control. Going in depth on this, according to the ADA, there is a difference between a service animal and an emotional support animal. So let's look at that. Emotional support animals provide comfort just by being with you. They are not trained, though, to perform a specific job, so they don't qualify as service animals. However, emotional support animals are still allowed in some public places. Still ahead, how your ticket prices could be impacted after a major airline announces it's cutting several direct flights from the Austin airport. The changes people are hoping for as the battle over birth control consent among teens continues. Opening night for the Longhorn basketball team, and it was quite a show the Horns put on at Moody Center. I've got it for you coming up. Good morning, a live look outside from Marble Falls, Lake Marble Falls there on the bottom of your screen. Going to be a beautiful day here in Central Texas. Kristen has your forecast in just a bit. Soon, though, there are going to be fewer direct flights from Austin through American Airlines. The company announcing it's cutting 21 nonstop flights from its schedule next year. Yeah, KXAN's Will Dupree asking a travel expert, why is this happening and how could it impact the cost of your ticket? Every week usually includes a drop-off at Austin Bergstrom for Lindsay Heller so that the medical sales rep can catch a flight for work. Yeah, I have to travel in and out of this airport. She often takes American, which just announced it's canceling 16 domestic and five international flights from Austin starting in January. Austin's growing rapidly, so I think limiting the amount of travel or flight options in and out of Austin Direct is going to really impact travel here. American would not disclose why it's taking off these 21 destinations from Austin. But travel expert Scott Kyes says he suspects they're just not making the airline enough money. The fact that there's some pullback from American Airlines is not terribly surprising just given how much growth there has been that they might have overshot a bit and now they're recalibrating. What he'll be watching now is the impact to travelers. He says when there are fewer options available to fly certain places, then customers can expect to pay more for airfare. Across the board, this is bad news for cheap flight lovers in Austin. Other airline insiders point to travel slowdowns around the country with reasons ranging from business travel cutbacks and pent-up demand from the pandemic coming back down. Austin's airport leaders say they will remain committed to meeting our community's demand for air service. Will Dupree, KXAN News. American Airlines says it plans to maintain the current number of nonstop flights from Austin to its eight hubs. It also shared which other airlines will still provide service to the 21 canceled destinations. And you can read about those options right now on our website, kxan.com. Also on there, you can read more about Virgin Atlantic suspending the Austin to London route. That starts in January. It only launched in May of last year. The company highlighted declining demand from tech sector business travelers as the reason for that move. 
Let's go deeper here because despite these cuts, Austin Bergstrom is essentially in a race to expand in order to keep up with the growth in Central Texas. We've told you how the airports are on track to set a record for passenger traffic this year. But in September, the city council gave the go-ahead to pay for projects up front and get reimbursed later. That would change the original payment process as a way to cut through the red tape. Security checkpoint improvements, a new baggage handling system, new midfield concourse are still in the plans for that. And yesterday we got so many pictures about these security lines being yeah. out the door. Mm. Yeah, I don't think this is any sign of like AUS slowing down. Right. We've right. seen record years, no after record years. <laughs> yeah, one hurts maybe putting in another terminal, right? Yeah. Nice. Spread out a little bit, maybe a few more restaurants in there too. But listen, I think for how big this city is, AUS ain't too bad. It no. ain't too bad. Let me show you what's going on outside. Maybe you're staying here uh, for the day and for the weekend. We've got a big change in our weather, y'all. It's going to hit Thursday. So today, quiet conditions. We've got nice, mild temperatures taking you out to Marble Falls again. Uh, Highland Furniture River City Grill weather camera looks great. We've got everything's moving smoothly there on 281. Temperature-wise, 65 downtown. We've pretty much got everybody in those 60s this morning. And as far as what we've got headed our way this afternoon, it's going to be in the 80s with a mix of sun and clouds. You can't blame the weather for not getting out and casting your ballot today. We've got temperatures nice and comfortable as especially given the time of year, and there's not going to be any rain. The winds will be breezy at times, but not horrendous, not yet at least. Those winds are going to become a problem, though, with a cold front expected to move in Thursday. So tomorrow, we're going to be kind of in a transition, if you will. It's still going to be warm. We're still going to see a good amount of sunshine, but the clouds start to thicken late in the day. Cold front blasts in here on Thursday. That will be the day that you want to make sure you've got that raincoat with you. You've got your heavy coat with you as well, because that cold front not only has some cooler air behind it, but it also has some pretty mean winds coming out of the north at about 15 to 25 miles per hour. Let me show you that because you'll notice for tomorrow evening, south-southeast winds keeping the humidity up. Then by the time the front reaches us, you see the winds flip around to uh, come out of the north. Still strong, though, and getting stronger as that cold front clears our area. So pretty much the winds will hit first, and then the rain, and then the cooler temperatures. The rainfall projections have actually come up some since when I last saw you, which we love, right? We can manage half an inch, about an inch and a half. That's what most of our models are showing right now, with the majority of that actually falling late in the day Thursday. Thursday night into Friday morning. So your seven day forecast shows quiet skies today and one more day tomorrow and then the bottom falls out on the numbers. So Thursday is one, one of those days where we'll probably hit our high temperatures early in the morning and then temperatures will just nosedive through the afternoon and evening. We've got overnight lows in the 50s again and look at your afternoon highs. We kick off a string of below normal temperatures now in the 60s Friday through the weekend with some spotty showers possible Veterans Day and again on Sunday it looks like another storm system could up those rain chances late Sunday into Monday. We'll keep you updated as we get closer. Thank you, Kristen. A man is behind bars this morning after police say he hit a person with his car, then took off. Police say it happened just after 5 in the morning on October 22nd. This was over in East Austin on Breaker Lane. Uh, I should say it was in Northeast Austin. Austin police identifying the victim as 37-year-old Jessica Adams. And the man accused of hitting her is 24-year-old Romel George. Police arresting him and charged him with failure to stop and render aid.
A RSV shot approved for babies may be hard to find. In July, the Food and Drug Administration approved the shot for infants and young kiddos under the age of two, but it's limited supply out there. Late last month, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued new recommendations prioritizing babies under six months or those at high risk of getting severe RSV in Austin get the shot. Well, over in Terrytown Pharmacy, officials say there is no inventory available for local families. It comes as the region has already seen a bump in flu, COVID, and RSV cases ahead of the winter season peak. We're starting to see the respiratory illness um, increase, and we're going to only see that kind of further as the season gets um, colder and a little bit deeper into the late part of the year. Beside the baby-friendly shot, there are vaccines available for people older than 60 and women who are pregnant between 32 and 36 weeks. Criminals are targeting mail carriers and stealing their keys to access your mailbox. According to the U.S. Postal Service, nearly 500 letter carriers were robbed last year. But after a new crime prevention approach, the postal agency says more than 600 people have been arrested for postal crimes. And it comes after the launch of Project Safe Delivery this past May. One of the changes includes replacing thousands of those universal keys that criminals want in order to steal people's mail and commit fraud. Okay, Xane has reported on similar cases in the Austin area for the last six years. It's been a problem. Investigators obtained this surveillance video last year showing men using a key to open an entire bank of mailboxes. This is in a Leander neighborhood. You'll also see the men just tossing all the letters and packages into a trash bin. Then they end up taking them. The two men were eventually arrested in this case. The battleship Texas has a new home. This ship moving from Laporte to Galveston last year for repairs. Then last week, the Galveston Wharves Board authorized a 10-year lease with the Battleship Texas Foundation with the option to extend that lease. The hope is now to have that floating museum as part of tourism in Galveston for years to come. The battleship served in both world wars. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Opening night at Moody Center for the Longhorn Men, ranked 18th in the preseason. Rodney Terry, now just head coach, got that contract after their run to the Elite Eight last March. Also, honoring and remembering Longhorn legend Lance Blanks, who passed away in May. Ladies and Texas gentlemen. taking on Incarnate Word. They've got five key transfers, including Zarek Onyema from UTEP. And how about this, Longhorn fans? You want to feel old? That is TJ Ford Jr. That's right. The great TJ Ford's son making his college debut. Texas turning defense into offense. That's IT Horton from Central Florida. The steal, the turnover, and that is a quick five points for Horton. Longhorns really ran away and hid in this one early, but now, Rodney Terry says when you're building a new team, every minute counts. Dylan Mitchell back for a second season, steal and slam. Boy, the bigs that can get out in the passing lanes and run the floor like Virginia transfer Caden Shedrick, that is certainly a luxury for the Longhorns. And then, how about the bigs passing Shedrick to Mitchell for the dunk? Yeah, you can see the score there. It got out of hand early. Max Acemas, the high-scoring transfer from Oral Roberts, Here's one of the coolest moments of the night. That's little TJ. Looked like Pops right there. And Pops is loving it as his son gets his first college basket. And then, athletic play of the night, Kendall Weaver 
think we covered all the transfers. He's from UT Arlington. Horns hope to have Dylan DeSue back at some point before conference play starts. Of course, outstanding last year, but missed that Elite Eight game against Miami with the injury that has kept him out until this point. Longhorns back in action on Friday night against Delaware State. Now, that will start at 8 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock on the schedule. They push in an hour because the UT soccer team will open NCAA tournament play at home at 6 o'clock against Lamar. Texas women open their season tomorrow night against Southern. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. Some call it a misleading petition out of Round Rock. What the city says to look out for when you go vote.